It is Thursday here on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Chuck Zada, Mark Schofield here, just as we are every other day of the week. Actually, we took this Monday off, didn't we, Mark? We did. We were kind of recovering from that epic, epic Sunday of television and Father's Day and all sorts of good, good stuff and the Battle of the Bastards and all that stuff. Don't spoil it, brother. That was just the title of the episode, my friend. It gives nothing away. Nothing. Well, it gives something away. I know there's going to be a battle between a couple bastards. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Game of Thrones. That pretty much happens on the daily. Yeah, I guess you could probably substitute that for just about every single show uh, yeah. in the series. So maybe you didn't give that much away. But it, when you get there, you, you'll you'll understand. I'm see. The problem is, I think I'm not going to get there until the end of the summer. So um. Well, no. Come on. I mean, you're already in season two. I give you. It's I'm I'm generally it's be faster than you think. No, I'm I'm generally running about two weeks a season right now. Yeah, see, just because like if it was the winter, I'd be I'd be moving faster just because you know it's, you got nothing to do, you're stuck inside. Summer, it's like on the weekends. I want to be outside. I want to be golfing this and that. So yeah, it's, but we got you know we got a holiday coming up. You think I'm going to be inside watching Game of Thrones on Fourth of July? Because you might be right. I mean, you might be right. You're, you're late season two right now, right? Yeah, I'm late season two. Yeah, there's going to be some stuff coming up that's going to make you want to watch it, believe me. So I, uh, believe it or not, I actually have a wedding on the 4th of July this year. Who's, what, what kind of un-American gook so, is that? So I, I, I wasn't thrilled with it to begin with because obviously, you know, wedding on the 4th of July, but I talked to the bride and I am allowed to wear an American flag suit to the wedding. Well, that's good. So, well, I mean, here's one question. I mean... Are there, are there, like, favors for the guests? I mean, are there going to be, like, M80s and bottle rockets on the middle of the table for a centerpiece? Well, it, it is going to be in New Hampshire, so, I mean... Ooh, f- there you go. Live you know, for your drive, my yeah, friend. Everything's legal up there. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe we get something, you know, maybe I'll pick something up on the way. I don't know. So, it's I, it, there's some options out there, I think, in terms of uh, what I may be able to do. And, look, maybe I, you know, maybe... That's part of my gift to uh, the, the new bride and groom. Well, we'll I haven't see. been up in New Hampshire in a while. Do they still have that like massive like state-run liquor store like right when you get across the border in 95? It's not just that. They actually redid them a couple years ago, and so they're actually about two or three times the size they used to be. So Ooh. they've they've expanded. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The, the, the one thing that you run into in New Hampshire is that, look, there's no like sales tax, there's no income tax, but they hit you on everything else. It's yeah. like you want to do any. It's like there's a fee for this, there's a fee for that. But in any case, let's do a little football talk. Okay? Do we have to? Well, we do because this is yeah, this we is, do. This is a football show. It is a football show, and we opened this one up actually on Twitter uh, to uh, all of our listeners, to all of our Twitter followers, and we said, look, let's let's just do a uh, show based on what our listeners and followers actually want to talk about. Okay. And so we're going to uh, pretty much do a show just answering questions from uh, our Twitter followers. Okay. Excellent. I'm going to start, and this one uh, right up Mark Schofield's alley. Oh, boy. Mark, who will start the most games at quarterback in 2016 from the quarterbacks not drafted in round one this year? Will there be any of them? Oh, Christian Hackenberg. You're going hack. I mean, I out of don't out want of to. out of belief that he to. will be ready, or out of necessity. I think it's going to be a strange. Mi- I mean, you know, obviously the quarterback situation in Jetsland in Jetstown is quite unsettled at the moment. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, they they still haven't gotten him signed. Um, they've got four guys in the room. They've got Fitzpatrick eventually. 
They've got Geno Smith. They've got Bryce Patty, and now they've got Christian Hackenberg. I mean, out of those four, I mean, you know, what's the old adage? If you've got three quarterbacks, if you've got four quarterbacks, you've got none. I mean, that's kind yep. of the situation we have here. I don't yep. think Hackenberg is ready. But I could just see a situation coming along where, you know, the defense is carrying them. They can't get anything done offensively, and they decide that they got to turn to Hackenberg or somebody else to spark the offense. I I mean, he's the first name that comes to mind. Another name that kind of comes to mind is Cardale Jones. Um, I don't know. Those would be the two guys that come to mind for me. I'm going to go off the board on this one a little bit. Oh, boy. I'm going to go off the board on this one a little bit. I'm going to go Jacoby Brissett. See, I was I thought about that for a second. I mean, you think I, I think, do you think it's Deflategate suspension related or I do think it's Deflategate suspension related. And I think that it is not because of any failures uh, of Tom Brady's replacement. I think it is more rather the fact that I think there might be an injury that ends up seeing Brissett ending up in a game. And I think that, uh, you know, with the Patriots, you look at them right now, they have not brought in a veteran at this point. I don't expect them to bring in a veteran. And it's not the kind of team and it's not the kind of system where I think you can just bring someone in on a one-week notice, even a veteran quarterback, and say, look, you're starting today. I think Brissett ends up getting a start somewhere in that first four weeks. I, 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 th- I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be capable, but I think there is some, some circumstance that warrants uh, Brissett ending up with a start there. That's interesting because I, thinking about this now, if you were going to tell me, you know, looking at injuries, who might you kind of make the call here for? Trevon Boykin. Dak Prescott. Yeah, Prescott. Too. Oh, I mean Prescott, man. If he wins the number two job, I Dak mean, Prescott. I mean, that's that could injury be, history. Yeah, you know that could be one there. Um, you know, you kind of go down the list, and I, I don't think any of your guys in you know the sixth, seventh round are necessarily there. I mean, the one that you could potentially look at is Jake Rudock with the Lions. You know, but yeah, if he yeah. wins the backup job, but I mean, reports out of Detroit. I mean, I saw it was actually our friend Kyle Krause was taking some grief um, on Twitter. But then he, you know, linked to a, a report that was up on Rotowar that was like, Rudock has not grasped a single phase of that Detroit offense yet. Like reports out of Detroit it's encouraging. Right now are not good. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's highly encouraging, I guess. If you're, you know, Darren Orfolowski and trying to battle with Rudock for the it, backup job. Is is that a situation if you are a quarterback and you're going through mini camp at this point, if if you're struggling to grasp the offense when you're not in pads, is that I mean that that really shows that you've got. Some, I don't read. I, I don't know. Or, or, I don't or is it less important there? To it. I mean, I think you know. It's you know we had you know Mr. Cornblue on um, last week talking about how you manage the psyche of the kicker, and I think there's a similar element to that. How you manage the psyche of the quarterback. I mean, there are some quarterbacks that need to get prodded in ways, and maybe Jake Rudock is one of those guys that you know needs to get a little bit more of the. You know the the slap on the wrist as opposed to treating him with honey. I mean, maybe he's a guy that needs to be prodded and pushed, and you know, saying that he hasn't mastered any elements of that offense yet. He's struggling on all phases. Maybe that's more of the kick in the pants that the coaches think he needs than anything else. So, so. including the uh, the quarterbacks that we have in the first round, how many do you think end up seeing any time at all this year? Including the first rounders, I think. Goff and Lynch definitely see time, probably significant time this year. I know that in Denver they're saying it's a, it's between Sanchez and Trevor Simeon, but I I don't know. I still think that Paxton Lynch is a great fit for that offense, and if he's not the week one starter, he's starting games 
this season. Same thing with Jared Goff. I know, you know, the plan is to bring Wentz along slowly, but, you know, again, maybe it's smoke coming out of Philadelphia, but it sounds like he's taken to that offense pretty well. So, I mean, I think, I think all three first-round picks start at least one game this year. Okay, okay. Let's, uh, let's move on to another question here. All right. Uh, this one... Let's see. This one actually might be more up my alley to start off. Why don't NFL teams have one kicker who can both kick and punt, opening up another roster spot? Is it injury fear or something else? Well, why don't they? I think injury fear is a big part of it, simply because if you do have that one player get, uh, who end up you know, getting hurt in a game, uh, you don't necessarily have anyone available uh, to uh, you know, potentially take over who is familiar with place kicking or punting in any way shape or form who was it during the uh the playoffs that ended up getting injured and we had we had questions about was it um was, was it john Jackson's guy i can't remember didn't weren't there some concerns when uh when john ryan broke his nose for seattle that he might yeah. not i know that that was one of them and i can't remember what the other one was this year but effectively you do want to have someone else with some type of either place kicking or punting experience another thing that i will tell you uh place kicking and punting they're completely different skills they are not um it's not something where if you are good at one you are necessarily good at the other i was probably the single worst punter you would ever see just because it's a different skill set. And, and I, in particular, the struggles that I had, I didn't have the build to be a good punter because with with punters, you're effectively, you're swinging straight up and down. And, and pretty much with that, you want the longest leg possible just because, uh, you know, basic physics tells you that the longer the levers are that you have, uh, the more force you're going to be able to impart on that ball. With place kicking, it's more about hips and rotational energy, so you don't need legs that are as long. It's a different way that you build that force, and so because of that, kickers tend to be a little bit shorter than punters. I bet if you went, and I'll probably do some research on this now, average kicker in the NFL is probably six foot, maybe six one. Average punter at this point is probably six four, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. So it's a different skill set, different body type that's good for each of them as well. And I think, you know, there are very few players uh, who are necessarily able to do both at a high level. There's some in the NFL that probably could. I mean, I bet if you look at Pat McAfee for the Colts, who takes kickoff duties, handles kickoff duties there, he could probably do it if Adam Vinatieri wasn't banging him through at 90% every year. But uh, I think it's definitely the injury is the injury factor is one of them. Uh, but also, they're just different skill sets. Yeah, and I, I think the injury thing can't really be overstated because if you think about it, you know, your kicker is your backup hunter. And yep. your punter is your backup kicker. So, I mean, you're basically saying that you're going to eliminate a backup at a key position in one of the phases of the game. I mean, teams wouldn't come into a game with, you know, only one quarterback active. Yeah, that's and that's it's. I think that is a major piece of it. The one place where I do have issues is with the teams that carry uh, carry three that carry three specialists. Yeah, I, you know there there are enough good kickers or punters out there that you should not need three specialists on an active roster. And I think that that is something that does hold teams back. Uh, and I do wonder uh, if they have done enough due diligence trying to figure out you know who can we bring in. Uh, as a specialist who can both kick field goals and handle kickoff duties because look there are plenty of qualified kickers yours truly i'm look i'm still a free agent technically mark i have not signed with anyone um but i can also understand why that's the case i mean you know you've still got some some gunpowder in that leg right my big problem i i was in it's it's amazing how 
thin the margin for error is. I'm probably somewhere between you know seven and eight percent below what you would need to be in terms of leg strength to be an NFL kicker, and and I realize that it's it's simply I don't have the ability to do it because the leg strength isn't there. You know your limitations, though. That 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 means you're a good man. That's that's what it's all about. Next question coming in. This one's from David. Uh, early Super Bowl picks. What are you thinking? Oh, I'm early last season. We. You know, back in the early days of the ITP podcast, we were talking about a matchup between two young teams on the rise. And I said, look, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be this year, but down the road, these two teams are going to meet in the Super Bowl. And I said it was Oakland and Minnesota. And I'm really going out on a limb right now. I mean, it's, you know, we're recording this, you know, mid to late June. But I really love – we had Kyle Krabs on the, the earlier this week. You know, we talked about all the improvements Oakland made on that up, up front, on that front seven. You know, Shalit Calhoun, Shahadi Ward, they're bringing him in. Um, adding Carl Joseph as well to the back of that secondary. You know – everybody knows how much I love that offense, specifically the Carter-Cooper connection. I just love what they're doing offensively on that side of the ball. And, you know, we've talked about how football is just better when the Raiders are good. So there's that side of it. And look – Minnesota got, I think, some nice pieces. This was a team that obviously they had that heartbreaking loss. They're coming into a new stadium, state-of-the-art facility. Two young teams on the rise. Would it surprise me? I think it still kind of would surprise me. But since it's June and you know we can do this stuff now and hopefully people forget about it when both teams crash and burn and finish 7-9, and nine, Oakland, Minnesota. I'm going to go off the board a little bit again with one of these. Okay. okay. First one, I'm going to say from the NFC, I'm going to go Arizona, which isn't that okay. crazy. I think uh, I, I like that Arizona team. I think that the the composition there, especially adding another another pass another pass or pass rush uh, to that defense there, I think is is a valuable piece for them to go along with that uh, you know dynamite and dynamic offense that they have been able to build there with Bruce Arians running the show. I'm going to go off the board on my second one though. I'm going to go Jacksonville. I'm going to go Jacksonville, a young Jaguars defense and a capable offense led by Blake Bortles with a couple pretty solid wide receivers there. I mean, you've got a good receiving core. You've added a lot of defensive talent that is granted very young, but I think they tend I think they're able to develop early. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars surprise just about everyone and end up in the Super Bowl. You hear that sound? Off that's, in the distance, that's, there's that, the that, that's roar. The sound of, that's the sound of no one agreeing with me. <laughs> no, that's the sound of Jaguars Twitter roaring to life right now. I'm, I'm tell, look, there's joy in Duval. Now, now, look, I may be a year early on this. The Jaguars this year may look a lot like the Raiders last year. I think that may be an apt comparison, uh, both in terms of you talk about the way they've built on defense as well as having you know a young quarterback who is still going through some growing pains but has shown, I think, some positive signs with some capable receivers as well. I think that Jaguars team, this might be a year early, but that team is going to, if, if as long as they can develop the talent that they have, you look at what they've been able to build there, I think that you know you look out another year or two, and that team, again, I may be a year early on this, but I'm going to stick with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a surprise uh, Super Bowl pick for this year's Super Bowl. An Arizona-Jacksonville Super Bowl. Would anyone I got to say, I was just going to say, <laughs> who's got the Super Bowl this year? Because those executives would be sweating bullets. Let me see. Where where is the Super Bowl this year? Do you know? I do not. Uh, let's see. Super Bowl location twenty seventeen. Uh, Houston. 
Houston. Oh, so yeah, that. I mean, Houston. And it's on Fox. I mean, it'll. I, I again. I think it's a long shot, but I'm telling you, I, I like what that Jaguars team is doing with the picks that they were able to add there. Long shot, I know, I know, I'm off the board. I'm probably a little bit crazy on it, but I'm putting it out there. Hey, again, it's it's you know, it's mid to late June. You know, if, if let's put it this way, if Arizona Jacksonville do meet in Houston for Super Bowl Fifty One, you heard it here first, folks. I mean, I, I don't think to... anybody's. Yeah, what, call that right now. What I need to do, I got, I got to find myself, uh, you know, someone who I can put, put a little bit of money down Seriously, on. Seriously, you could go to get out to Vegas and throw some money on that. Do they do? I've so I, I typically I don't like betting on football games just because I think it's rather well, it doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. in any case, are are you able to bet on both participants? Is that something you can do? This probably it, it, a, is, is it kind of like a trifecta, or super a trifecta, trifecta in racing, or something like that. This, or what is you it, can it, bet on everything else. I mean, why not? It's probably true. So yeah. someone will probably take it. So I'll have to poke around there. Last yep. question of the day. We got about two minutes left here. This one comes from our good friend Harry Stamper, Harry, uh, who is uh, speaking to us from beyond the grave, probably somewhere up uh, in the remains of Dottie the asteroid right now. Yep. Uh, which one of you clowns is the ITP version of Rockhound? Oh, that's an easy one. You can go where, first, though. Where are you going with it? No, I'm you going, go first. I'm going Dave Archibald. Really? Yeah, Dave Archibald. Ah, uh, see, I was going with our buddy James, the Rev. I mean, that's that's I mean, an aggressive bid too. I think it could be either one of them. You know, also in contention, probably not the same. I think Shane is probably Oscar. Yeah. You know, I kind of I kind of give Shane Oscar. I think. Uh, do we really have a bear? I don't. Ledyard. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Yep. Ledyard is definitely. He's definitely our bear. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm probably putting you as, uh, you know, Ben Affleck. Ooh, I, I can live with that. Does yeah, that make I'm, you Bruce Willis? Does that make you Harry Stamper? <laughs> I think so. No, the only thing I got that Bruce Willis has is the hair. I'm probably Chick. Chick's good. Well, then, who, then who's Harry Stamper? Who's the man himself? Uh, or are we just basically saying, look, there is no Harry Stamper. Harry, Harry's, Harry's dead, Stamper. man. We're, Harry's dead. We're just all here carrying on his legacy. That, so. that makes sense. That's all we got. In any case, uh, that is that's all we got today. That's our first Twitter only show that we've ever not done. Not bad, not bad. I like it. I like it. I like who do we have the Twitter handles for the people that sent in questions so people can yeah, follow we, them? Yeah, we've got Twitter handles here. Uh, we got Fantastic. one from uh, N Dutton thirteen. Another one from uh, Justin twelve seventy eight. ITP uh, writer. ITP's own. Uh, another one from D Bullen ninety eight, and the last one uh, from Harry Stamper uh, has the uh, Twitter handle is Armageddon on, and the answer should always be yes. It really uh, should be. If there is ever a time that it's not, something isn't quite right in the world. So that is all we have for the day. Our first Twitter only show. Hopefully, uh, you're still with us, and we will be back tomorrow. And what day is it tomorrow? Kicker Friday. It's Kicker Friday right here on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast with Mark Schofield and Chuck Zada. <laughs>